Hi, Shubal. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? Great, 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 great. Right. Uh, so before we get into the discussion, let me set the context and the pace of the session today, right? So today we'll be talking about AI-enabled personalized learning, right? And today we have Mr. Uh, Shival, who is the founder and CEO at Pragpi, right? So before uh, we get into the discussion, I would like to know more about your journey, how you started the firm, and you know, uh, if you can shed some light over there, it'll be great. Yes. So uh, the journey of Pragpi started in the COVID times. Right. And COVID times, I have been a teacher for almost eleven years of my life now. Okay. And in that 11 years, uh, I had different kind of experiences, different batch sizes, etc. I taught in mostly in ITG segment, I taught mathematics. Correct. So uh, when the COVID was happening, all of a sudden, we all offline teachers were expected to become online teachers. Right. So it was a huge transition that was taking place and uh, the students were facing huge problem. Correct. Why? Because uh, there was no sense of connectivity between the students and teachers. Right. And at the same point of time, there were online solutions also available for students. But the problem with those solutions were, were again, the connectivity was still less in that because there a teacher was teaching probably hundreds and thousands of students. Correct. Correct. At that point of time, um, because I was reflecting on me, my journey as a teacher and a student, because I have been a teacher for 11 years and then as a student of classical music for around 10 years. Amazing. So reflecting both the ideas that how my life is under a uh, Indian Gurukul system uh, where I'm totally in touch with my teacher. My teacher knows each and everything out of my life and whether personal or professional, everything he's, he's accustomed with everything that how am I thinking and what is happening in my life and my overall development as such. But wherein the way, the kind of treatment I'm able to, I'm giving to my students is not the same. And therein where we started whether uh, on reflecting whether the kind of uh, education that we are giving in the current uh, current environment that we have, it is suitable for the students or not. Correct. And then I realized that uh, the problem has always been there. And it is not that the problem has just started because of the COVID. It has always been there, but it is just that it was under the wraps. Now, since COVID is there, it is more visible to everybody that there is no connection as such. But earlier also, when, when we were teaching, you know, the problem of connection was still there because you're teaching 100, 200 students in a batch. Correct. Correct. And there is no connectivity because you cannot have a discussion in the class. But then where I, when I used to learn in my Gurukul, basically there was a huge connect between this, between my teacher and me, but because we are having a lot of discussions in the classes, which are related because I'm learning music. So it is related to mostly music, how musicians think and what are the problems they face and how to overcome those problems. But such discussions are never happening in my maths class. Right. Right. So there's a huge gap between how, See, eventually it is not the content that will make you successful. Content is important. We all understand the importance of content. But ultimately, it is the person you are carving out of a student. That right. is going to become successful or unsuccessful at the end of the day. Right? So that was the central theme that we wanted to make system things that should ultimately enhance the connection that a student is feeling with his faculty or the system. And there should be an inherent tool in this could be the discussion that we are talking about. That becomes a connection and through which we are able to transfer not just the content, but our life experience as well. And what is required in a student in order to get to that level, now, wherein what kind of personality traits he needs to have in order to develop that kind of, or have that kind of success in life. Correct. 
correct got it so we we thought about a model basically that could be something new in education as such so we uh, thought about basically one having discussion based classes correct correct and since we are all engineers i am from iit delhi other two founders gaurav is also from iit delhi mohan is my roommate from iit delhi so we are basically engineers so data is important to us somehow so we were also very much motivated to have a look at what kind of data we are producing on a daily level if we are interacting with a student and if we can study the right kind of data and and the discussion that we are doing in the class and we club it through mentoring and we have got a very good tool in order to mold a personality of a student and make him a winner correct correct got it so now if you are trying to have a discussion hold a discussion it cannot happen in a a uh, group of 100 students we need to have smaller Correct. groups okay. and once we have smaller groups then the discussion can happen i can ask a lot of questions to the student because usually what happens now is the classes are very unilateral i will stand in front of a board and give a lecture for one hour then it is on the student to understand whatever they want to take out of it correct but now what we are trying to do is basically in half of the class the student should speak so i am asking a lot of question as a teacher that okay you understood this now you try and answer these questions so it is not straight forward spoon feeding method where you are giving everything to the student okay then expecting them to mug something up and become something see mugging things up will not make you a different person thinking differently will making will make you a different person correct right correct so through that discussion we were able to bring that synergy up and then the next idea was basically to have the right kind of data in place like for example students say something like i am working very hard but how you define how how much hours you are putting into it where the time is going are you practicing are you reading the notes are you doing revision what exactly are you doing out of it correct correct got it then you are uh, when you are we are talking about engineering exams and the entrance exams the important data here would be basically uh, how many questions you are practicing on a, on a daily basis because at the end of the day you have to go and write an exam if we talk about mean 75 questions you have to solve in um, 3 hours you know 180 minutes and right. then at the level of advanced what you have to do solve 120 questions in 6 hours if you are really right. serious about your studies and you are thinking that i am going to go to iits i will have to clear itg advanced and there in i have to solve 120 questions on in 3 hours 6 hours in order to reach there right so if i do not solve 120 questions on a daily basis and i cannot be in a position where I, wherein i can say that i am going to clear this exam correct correct because i will not have a stamina to sustain those exams can see most of the students in india across india are thinking similarly and they do not have enough practice so we made this um, an experiment we started with an experiment initially a pilot to first understand what kind of data we can generate about a student so the first data that we thought very important is basically how many hours you are putting into very specific activities like practice then what you are doing out of that like how many questions you solved let us you set for four hours how many questions you solved out of that enough you have solved let us say 50 questions in four hours okay so that data should be there and the progression of data should happen in over a period of one year two year uh, then it makes sense okay. and then what are the outcomes that you are generating out of it in terms of results okay. then once you have mastered it Okay, now now there should be some sense that you are doing some kind of revision also. So what time is going into revision? Is it happening regularly? So we are doing discussion-based classes, then working on these specific data in our mentorship system. So first, we are training students. 
they can how to to work on the quality aspects then maintain the quantity aspects to get into the right places correct so that is how we started and a small batches <laughs> the idea was to do only one on one but we realized that one is to six more makes more sense and we usually move towards one is to six batches teaching in very small batches in discussion based mode than having right kind of data in place discussing training students to uh, think in the right direction in mentorship sessions correct and, but ultimately we realized that ki, this is a very very manual process you if you're talking about teachers you require very good quality teachers if you want to have a high quality discussion correct not everybody is able to hold a discussion with student and therein we thought that now technology becomes more important somehow so if we can somehow uh, use a very good teacher and this very good teacher can teach all the students in this discussion based manner and we have some digital mentor who can track the right kind of data he can push the right kind of inputs at right point of time when the student is facing problem based on the data that we are generating all of these things can be done using artificial intelligence correct got it so right. see what we are trying to do is we are trying to do probably the same thing that probably people in india did thousands of years back the same gurukul kind of a pedagogy we are trying to bring it back where the learning is more personalized more in individual and we are trying to develop the individual personality of a student and we are not trying to put him into a rat race but we are doing in such a manner that everybody's growth is tracked using very quantitative parameters correct got it so now you understand that now if we look the whole problem from a global perspective you can you go to in the starting when i used to take sessions online sessions i used to get students from africa attending those sessions and i used to think that why people from nigeria etc are attending sessions which are meant for itg then then we realized that the problem of teacher is even more in those countries correct as well so the idea here is basically if you think from a global perspective you cannot have very good quality teachers overall through and through we cannot have such a small batches running in at a very high quality and for a sustained period of time and therein your ai led learning and teaching comes into picture when this one one teacher is working using artificial intelligence in all in many 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 batches correct so you can optimize a very good teacher across multiple students wherein the student is feeling that the teacher is only teaching him right right so over here we are trying to reach masses but not compromising on the quality of the learning right that's exactly. what we are trying to amazing exactly exactly so see what is happening in the market if you see that tech most of the people are working on the pricing point point correct they want to make it cheaper every day they want to even do it in 1000 rupees let us see but nobody is worried about the outcome you know because see for now let us see it from a family's point of view now probably i am i am one of uh, a student who went into class 10 to 11 okay and there are huge hopes to earn bread for the family you know the fortune of the family actually depends on the success or failure of this student all their hopes are pinned on the success or failure of that student the parents hopes and you know, the relatives etc there is a lot of pressure that is going on so now we they cannot be of the mode that ki okay out of every 100 students two will get selected for them that is not an acceptable answer okay they should they want you know usually people in india when they are writing any competitive exam they want results and and prob the problem with the current attacks is basically they are trying to play on the price 
nobody is trying to play on the quality whether they are the students are getting the right quality of education correct correct you rightly mentioned right so it's very important i would say rather crucial to you know uh, focus on the quality and the quantifiable measures that we are tracking right so you also mentioned that you are tracking a lot of data pointers which is really amazing in my opinion right and i feel that you know it should be backed by data wherein we can quantify the results and the student can hence improve right so that's that's quite interesting uh, shivel to be very honest uh so that brings me to my next question for you right so if you can give an overview of the industry size and what are the market dynamics and when we compare the indian market to the rest of the world right so where does it stand primarily yes so do you talk about the private tuition market worldwide and i am talking about worldwide it is somewhere around 200 billion dollar industry okay so it is a huge industry Uh, now, if we just talk talk about the private tutoring market in India today, it is not that developed as it can be in future, but still, it is twenty five billion dollar market. And out of this, if you are talking about private private test prep market in India, again, it is somewhere around ten billion dollars. It is expected to grow at thirty billion dollar by twenty twenty five. Okay, so what we are talking about is basically you are talking about two hundred and sixty million students just in India. Because out of which fifty million students are in grade nine to twelve, and here eighty percent students are still attending private tuitions or coaching. And now there are also students somewhere around forty million students in the colleges. Okay, now ten million students preparing for different types of competitions, etc. So what I am trying to tell you here is basically, if we look at education at a global level, it is a huge thing. and more importantly if you look at india and most of the things are happening at the level of mass we have mass coaching trend in india wherein if you go to any kind of coaching for any competition exam what is happening there you will find 100 200 students sitting in offline mode preparing but if you look the same scenario at a global stage most of the coaching that is happening is at a private level if you are talking about developed countries and if again we again go to those countries which are still in the developing phase and here there there is a trend of less amount less number of teachers and mass batches and a purchasing power etc but my idea is basically if you can provide the same kind of solutions and as student people are getting at not that at, at the same price point in offline and they can still go for quality solutions and which can give them outcomes the market in india is still going towards that direction wherein people are thinking now of moving from a mass coaching to a non mass coaching the transition is happening in india it has already happened to a certain extent in china let us say in europe if you talk about there are one on one models you know that are still working there okay but there are untapped markets like africa is there you know there are other countries in asia that we can tap so there is a huge potential that if we talk about from education point of view and not just from tech uh, test prep point of view now if you analyze it from basically school tuitions etc there is again a huge market that is there then there are college tuitions students need help at the level of college also so if you are talking about teaching and education that is happening at a one on one level it's a very effective manner and that is trying to make a student a better student the scope is huge correct 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 so uh, rightly mentioned right so uh, shubal you know uh, what are the key driving factors <clears throat> for the whole e learning industry uh, you know that that are into the play 
so now if you talk about uh, the whole e-learning industry you know, so it started way back with NIIT and if you remember you know, that was probably the first attack of India they started the whole trend the idea we were talking to the founder of NIIT and his idea was that basically it should be like a, a vending machine you, know? you put in the money and you get the product out of it and it should be productized into that money Again, everybody who is uh, taking the, uh, let us say, we put money into a vending machine and you uh, take a chocolate out of it, every, every chocolate tastes the same. So that was their idea. Okay, now, now uh, if you look at e-learning uh, e in India, now basically see, earlier it, it was a huge divide between e-learning and non-e-learning. Okay, now, now one trend that I'm understanding after COVID is basically people are not that averse to e-learning. You know, few of them had lemons and the lettuce. It is fair to say that few of them had very bad uh, experience with online learning. The reason was that most of that learning was done by school teachers who were not comfortable with technology, who didn't understood even what is basically online learning. So that is the reason few of them had really bad experiences. But if you look, there are people also who had decent experiences, who understood that the outcomes in learning Online can be as good as offline learning. And even if you look at the JE scores, and at the time of COVID, it almost spiked as high as 50%. And that happened across many, many competition exams. So if actually it was that bad, and why the papers became difficult and still the scores improved. So it, it, it is a testimony basically based on data that actually online worked to a certain extent. The only thing that a lot of a major part of it was done by untrained online teachers you know, with no clear guidelines how to go about it. And a large part of also it was done by people who had the idea of just delivering the content, not trying to build a connection with the student, not trying to improve a student, work on the basic personality traits of a student. So what I see is basically in future, e-learning will move in that direction. It is going to become more personalized. And it is going to talk about things which are going to improve the student outcomes. Because at this point of time, few attack players can actually claim that they have some role in changing the outcomes of the student. Because Pragvi is one of those students in which 80% students who came to us who qualified for ITJ advance actually got into IITs. So we as a platform was able to make a difference in the outcomes of the student. But not many attack players can actually say that they had some kind of outcome-changing approach towards uh, their online learning. So that is what I think that in future, people now they have accepted that online thing is going to be there. To what percentage? And that is the question that everybody is asking basically. So my see what I think is basically it is going to play a big role. And the reason is that see a student, for example, let us say a student goes to Kota. He is leaving his family behind, a 10th class student who has no experience in handling his own finances, relations, social atmosphere. How to, their people are moving to different places to learn. Moving is basically happening because they do not have the right kind of facilities near their home. And if you talk about a city like Mumbai, the people, a person has to take two or three locals to reach a place. Then again, it is a huge hassle if you talk about metro cities also to travel. And it is not always safe. And also it is not monitored by a parent. You cannot trust a student who is as young as in class time. 
so you are wasting a huge amount of time and resources in resources in doing things which are unproductive in nature and from time point of view it doesn't add up a student is in the school for 8 hours let us say he is traveling for 2 hours in order to reach a coaching he is studying 4.5 hours and now see if you take a whole day he spend most of his time into traveling and learning things he has no time to practice this is not going to give him any kind of outcomes and that is happening with most of the students they are not getting the outcomes out of it and they are they the traveling cost is huge accommodation cost is huge and most of that money is going into making the infrastructure see if you are talking about learning if the money goes to the teacher and we can actually invest on his skill set the kind of teachers we are hiring but if it, it goes into building and putting an ac or a building again no quality addition addition is actually happening in the kind of education we are going to deliver and so that is actually happening if you talk about most of the offline coaching then that is the reason i think that if once the online coaching starts becoming more streamlined more goal oriented okay the more result oriented more personalized and the people will move towards online learning there is no way across it because you are saving tremendous amount of money you are saving tremendous amount of time you are getting better outcomes correct correct so you rightly mentioned right it's very important to uh, you know put your money in and manage the time and you rightly mentioned that being in a metro city it's very difficult to uh, you know utilize or maximize the throughput because most of the time goes into uh, traveling and then learning but the practicing bit is very important where the student actually learns right so that's that's very important uh, right so uh, that brings me to my next question shivel uh, so what are the challenges faced by the consumers or the students rather you although you covered it a bit in your previous points but you know if you can shed some pointers as in what are the key challenges in your opinion uh, that that a student is facing today yes so the first challenge the student is facing is basically at the level of goal setting most of the students do not have a goal set now that what exactly i want to do with my life and see that is happening because see now at our time probably and let us say a student used to know one or two fields so if you have to make make a career you will make in one of one of those fields because you are very you are limited options think now the whole world is open to a student when he goes to internet he can also think about becoming a professional online gamer okay which is like a very niche field Okay, then they can think about taking YouTube as a full-time career option. If we see five or ten years back, such kind of options were neither available, nor people were actively talking about adapting those career options. Now I meet five to ten students every day. In that, I have an open discussion with what they want to do with that career. They have different ideas about it. So, see, our education system, if we are talking about online, also needs to be more diverse in order to take care of all those all those aspirations that they are having. it cannot be unidimensional like we have today it needs to diverse in coming 5 to 10 years so that is the first thing that i i see the second is basically now once they have thought of certain career options and let us say that he wants to become an engineer now most of the times they do not clearly understand that what an engineer is so if i talk about engineer in one line it is he is a problem solver the probably that student has never solved a puzzle in his life and he want to become an engineer now see you can clearly see that there is a uh, there is a cliche there and the same is happening with most of the professions so the student because they have a notion of thing and then there are actual things the real life that is out there and so that is the divide that they face and it is difficult to choose a career option and it was also difficult at my point of time probably everybody for everybody it is difficult but now it is becoming more challenging because you have more options 
so to choose the right kind of uh, guidance in order to move forward okay and then you there is lot of marketing that is happening see online the whole online revolution also came with this online marketing okay and that in that you can project anything out of proportion you can produce like let us say one good rank and then you can say that this is the best institute in the country because we have produced all india rank but the reality is that you are only only 1 to 2% students are actually getting selected and the idea is that if you are let us say there are 1000 students in the center you can you can actually count how many of them are actually going to get selected most of the students are not going to make it and they do not understand the basic mathematics of it so the kind of system that you are choosing they need to understand that it needs to work for them you need to have a connection with the faculty because see the what is the fastest way of learning it is basically copying the mindset of the person who is already experienced in that field that is the easiest way and then you experiment with that mindset and try to adapt that mindset according to you and then it becomes your own mindset but you have to develop this thinking process so a system should be there and that develops the thinking process of a student and i think that most of the mass systems that people are opting because that has been a tradition in india okay are not working for them so that is another challenge the student is facing he goes to a very famous mass coaching okay and there he somehow feels that out of place because most of the content that is being delivered is delivered to figure out that one student who is going to be there in the advertisement next day it is not suited to the student who is sitting in the class he is feeling suffocated there he feels that Um, now i am not going to make it but probably that question that the teacher is trying to tell him is based for that one student who is going to be rank one but if you look at the stats if you talk about the rank one in itj he scores 95% marks in itj advance the student who is in the top 1000 who will also get a computer science branch he is scoring 60% marks so you can see how, what a differential that is there and probably a person who is going to make it to its he only has to score 30% marks so what i am trying to tell you is basically you can still make it with whatever limited amount of intelligence you have but what you require is not a system where you are bombarded with random content but given something which is more suited to your need and that is not happening so that is that is another challenge what happens is basically you keep and at the end of the day what happens is basically you are still 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 struggling and you have paucity of time okay and you do not have enough time to practice and you do not have enough time to revision and the most disappointing part is we are still putting 12 to 15 hours into it 8 hours of school 4 hours of coaching if you only add that it becomes 12 you feel like i am giving whatever maximum i can give and this is the same student who was there in class 10 right he is the he is the same student who was there in class 10 and this student in class 10 was doing like school and just one or two hours of study and getting a 99 90% i and he was very happy getting that uh, Beautiful A plus something grades, and all of a sudden you are struggling with everything. Even the school is not happening because even that is not getting practiced. Again, somehow if you do it, Hana, before the exam you forget everything because you never revised. Correct. And then Correct. there is a huge pressure of the society and everybody is constantly asking what kind of marks you got in the mock test paper. And then you realize somehow that probably you are not meant to become an engineer. That is the toughest part because now you can cannot communicate to anybody because you have invested so much of time, energy, and money into it. Correct, correct, correct. Right. So that brings me to my next question, Shubal. This is very interesting one, right? So, uh, what is your solution that you are offering, and how is it different from other players who are out there in the market, probably? 
Yes. So see, what Rigby is trying to do is basically we are trying to do discussion-based classes. What happens in the discussion-based classes? I am not just delivering an answer to a question. What I am doing is basically I am teaching some content, then asking relevant questions so that the student thinks and the thinking process develops in the class. And after that, you are measuring the right kind of data that what time is going where, trying to improve that data. Like for example, I am practicing for one hour a day. If it becomes two, my outcomes are going to become double. Okay, what kind of number of questions I'm solving on a daily basis. Okay, and then we are talking about uh, what kinds of results that they're obtaining and how can we optimize that result. You know, so that kind of work happens in a small system cannot happen in a big system wherein you have hundreds of students in a class. And now our vision is basically to make it more versatile by including AI. So now we have our own testing platform into place which generates a lot of insights. We are slowly moving towards uh, developing our own AI simulated live learning program. When, when, and where the quality of teacher and the quality of learning will further improve. Correct. So it is significantly different. It is a result oriented approach where you are trying to get results for every student. Wherein if you go into the market, the idea is basically to bring the cost down and or, or to make a lot of expenditures on marketing. You know, wherein the few ranks that you have got, you publish them in the newspaper. You don't talk about the case studies wherein the students are unable to make it. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, so, Shivani, uh, you know, you have been into this market and you also mentioned that you have experienced uh, the Gurukul learning and, you know, uh, you might have seen the market evolve in past couple of years, right? So, can you shed some light over there? What are the trends that you have seen in the market and how it has evolved uh, over the years? Yes, yes. So there have, have been a lot of trends that I will not say trends basically, but I can say so the trend that become very famous is basically now we can see that we have a system of online learning into place. It is a it started somewhere around 2015. Again, especially learning through YouTube has become a mainstream phenomenon. And every student, whenever they are facing a doubt, they go to a YouTube and search for any teacher and then they see the lecture, etc. So this has become a mainstream thing that I never thought would pick up. Because there is no connection, nothing. So for getting that clarity, students usually rush to this platform. See, now what I'm talking about is not all the trends are good. So this trend, trend is fine and it is a neutral trend. It's because it is giving you some positive content. But see, now there is, has been another trend like uh, whenever we used to face a problem, a difficult question was giving, given to us. It was given to develop our mindset, how we think. Now what a student does is basically they have this idea that they have a lot of data out there. <clears throat> that, for example, if I get 60% marks in the paper, I'm going to get into computer science in IT. Now, this trend is with them. In order to become 60%, they take different kinds of ways to reach them. They will go and seek solutions of all the difficult problems on the internet. Because a lot of people have made a huge deposit of questions now. There are apps running on that idea. But the idea is that a doubt is there to develop you as a student. Develop your thinking process. Doubts are not inherently bad. Correct. Correct. So what I what I think is basically the one good is there basically again one misses there somehow. But I I think that ultimately it is going to balance out somehow. Correct. 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 You rightly. And mentioned. the huge trend now I am seeing is basically in more personalized learning. People are now interested and are people who are learned and who understand the current ecosystem, who have understood they have invested in their schooling etc. They understand that mass systems do not usually give you answers or results. So now they are moving towards more personalized solutions in general. So I think this trend is going to remain. Correct. 
correct you rightly mentioned that you know personalized learning has some personal touch has to be there in order to you know uh, improvise or improve the learning outcome and so on and so forth that you mentioned right so uh, that brings me to my very last question for you shivel for today right so where do you position yourself rather prac b in next three years or so maybe yes so what we are doing in prac b is now at this point of time uh, we started with the basic idea mentoring students and from there we wanted to develop some kind of a learning platform okay and then ultimately realize that it is that discussion based learning which actually produces the impact so we have we are doing decently in this segment and we definitely see ourselves growing in this segment wherein we are teaching small batches with all the nitty gritties that i have already explained you but apart from that we are not heavily banking i'm moving towards ai led learning okay with all of these things can happen in a batch of only one student in the absence of a teacher and they are delivering the similar kind of outcomes and and this again has a huge scope hana in application not just in test prep but school learning if you talk about other countries also other models also so once this model and which we have already uh, we have done a pilot over it we have already a working prototype into place okay once we are able to develop this model this model can be applied across countries in different uh, education systems in trust pap in school education so it is going to have a huge impact so that is what we think see prabhin future developing that kind of impact with quality not without you know, with compromising quality we not want to do anything so quality is very important for pragbi and that we are going to make through now this ai led model that we have come with correct 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 so uh... Uh, amazing amazing work right there shivel and i really like the idea of that uh, ai coming into the picture and whole technology uh, leading from the front the education right so that's that's pretty amazing right so uh, that's about it shivel for today uh, it was lovely having you here and thanks a lot once again